hello, Doug. And hello, Karen. And here we are. Happy September and uh, L'Shana Tava. Happy Jewish New Year. Oh, yes. Happy New Year. I forgot to say that. Thank you. Oh, no worries. But it is it is today. So I'm putting that out there for everyone or anyone, <laughs> whichever. So, um, yeah, it is not the New Year on Melrose Place, though. However. No, it's not. It's not really new anything. No, it's kind of same old, same old. So we're at season six, episode 20, A Swing and a Misses, which I guess is a play on Sam and the baseball guy. Yeah, I think so. I think so. So, hey, um, wasn't two hours, which was, No, I have to say, I enjoyed this week significantly more than the episode before. And at least part of that has to be because it was a normal running length. Yes. Um, so, uh, apart from the normal running le- length, why do you think you enjoyed this more? I'm very curious. Because um, I think there is at least one storyline that I'm enjoying right now, and I think the ones that I'm really not enjoying right now were like kind of chopped up in small bits and pieces, so I didn't have to dwell in them for any period of time that was too long. Like a little easier to take when they're that More short. Palatable. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. this is stupid and I hate this character. I hate this development, whatever, but we're already on to the next thing. So, you know, it was painless. I'm kind of curious which storyline you're enjoying at the moment. Or, I'm or not going to tell you until we've gone until through we everything. get there. I know, but that's why I'm sort of, I'm, my head, I'm a little head scratchy at the moment. So, because um, if it's the one I think it is, I, I'm very surprised by that. Okay, you may be surprised then, because it may be that I might, one. It might be. So, but Woo-hoo! I feel like, but I feel like there's no storyline that I would say I'm liking here that you would predict for me to like. All right. Okay. This is feeling a little cliffy and look like very exciting. I know. So really, the thing you in suspense, but there's more suspense because I have something else that I want to talk about, and we can talk about it now, but we might as well save it till we've recapped everything. Um, and it's really. Um, like there's nothing like scientific to observe here. It's just a, a thought that I had, but I want to. Ooh, I'll just bring it up now. Can't have too many cliffies. Um, this is a, this is a, an odd thing. So I was counting the number of, of our main characters. Okay. And I and I was like, so we have six female leads on the show, or we have six women. In, in our main cast on the show. Okay. But we essentially have, like, no leading lady. Because Amanda is completely sidelined, not to mention, like, neutered this season. Now, yeah. I'm going to say a lot of that is just because of Heather Lockyer's pregnancy and the writers chose whatever they chose. And we're really not getting much Taylor. Like, she can show up from time to time and bring it, but but she's not driving much. And then we still have... Sam and Megan and Jennifer and Lexi. We have six women on the show and basically none of them are a true lead. I feel like Megan comes the closest to a protagonist, but but really like they come and go. Do you think they were trying to do it with with Lexi like they were trying to make her the next leading lady? I don't cuz I still feel like Lexi is the bottom of the totem pole she's the newest she's the newest one and she still kind of connects to the fewest people and she's like 
so stupid that I'm like, no, there's no way they were trying to make her the new one. And I really think that like her her relationship with Peter is so sidelined, and yeah. her like sort of triangle between Peter and Coop, it like still kind of lifts out of all the other actions. So, so no, I don't. Yeah. I feel like they may have at some point thought about doing that with Samantha, but I don't think they really tried too hard with that. Um, so yeah, the, there is no like ultimate conclusion from this. I was just like, you know, you could before it was always like, okay, so if special guest star Heather Locklear is really like the leading lady on the show, but like Allison and Jane and Joe were always prominent and Sydney and Kimberly were at least always like major vixen and or villain that that factored in prominently and now like like none of them really register for the most part yeah i would agree i and i think that's kind of part of the problem i I just feel it yeah that is my conclusion like it it just everything feels really adrift Yeah. yeah yeah i keep using the word labored and i think you're right with adrift oh well thank you um yeah those are words (laughs) Because <laughs> there just there really isn't anything to hang on to here. That's yeah, that's that's really what it is. Like they are giving us new plot developments or cliffhangers or twists or whatever, but they don't amount to much. Yeah, yeah, they really, really don't. Um, okay, so which what which um, which storyline did you want to start with here? Well, uh, perhaps surprisingly, I actually think we should do the Kyle Amanda Taylor stuff first. You know, I am already tired of the storyline. I feel like we've dragged this out enough. Oh, Christine. Yeah, and and I, it's barely begun. Yeah, I mean, I <laughs> no, I'm here. No, 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 no. no. Okay. I um. I didn't know if you had more to say there. Yeah, I feel, um, I just hate it every, I hate all of this, but I want to make sure that I don't like speak beyond where we are in our current watch of it. Um, okay. So this isn't the storyline that you're enjoying. <laughs> yeah, you can cancel that out. Yeah. All right. So we're down one. <laughs> yeah, it's not this one. <laughs> Which may be why I want to get it out of the way first. No, I think this is really stupid. It is. But here's the thing. Here's the other thing. I mean, the men are dominating the show, as we've just said. But Kyle is so stupid. Like, Kyle is so worthless at this point. They worked so hard to make him our new guy and build the show around him. and, And we have people, like, clawing each other to death over him. And he's not worth it. Yeah, I mean, he's, the whole thing, this whole storyline, especially since there was the plot twist kind of at the end, mm-hmm. um, has just done nothing for me. And it's just, I'm starting to get really angry because this is just, it's just dumb. It's just dumb. We, you know, we don't need Christine. And now no. they're and and now there's sort of okay, so there are even more complications in this whole like ridiculous storyline. Yeah, and then we'll suss it out at the end to to remind mm-hmm. each other and everyone else why it doesn't make sense. But okay. And I think I think why I am so angry about this because I'm angry kind of, guys, like, angry, irrationally angry about this storyline, is because they 
actually did such a great job. We've said it before. I'll say it again. Setting up Kyle and Amanda's relationship, it wasn't rushed. It um, it started sort of friendship first. Um, it, there was some push-pull. There was will they or won't they? And then they finally did. And that setup was sort of chef's kiss, really. It was perfect. Yeah. And now I mean, they're, everything and now they're feeding us this. And yeah. now they're feeding us slop. So we've gone from like Michelin stars to Burger King. I like Burger King, though. Okay. We've gone Michelin stars to McDonald's. Fair. But McDonald's has good fries. Okay. We've gone Michelin stars to KFC. Yeah, that's Drek. There we go. Right, right. KFC's kind of shit. It ain't Popeyes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of feeling like I that's 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 like the vibe. And this You're, is why I'm I mean one hundred and fifty percent correct. Okay. Okay. Um, so when we last uh left the people um, Kyle was a no show at the wedding, the five day, the, the five days planned five, day, <laughs> five right, days to, right, right, right. to be specific, his wedding, <laughs> yeah. his wedding. Um, and, uh, he, he's a no show because he is saving Christine from her attempted suicide by, she drove her car onto train tracks. And so, um, I guess this is the aftermath now. Right. So, well, the other part was Christine was recovering in a hospital room and then Nick came in and they started going at it. Right. That's right. That happened last at the end of last episode. That's right. That's right. And that was, was that our cliffy last, last? It was. It was. Yeah. It was. Okay. All right. So, um, which I don't understand this relationship, but we'll get into that. Um, okay, so when I guess the, when this uh, storyline opens, Kyle is at the hospital uh, visiting Christine. Right. Well, the door opens, and so I think we're left to wonder: Is it Nick? Is it Nick again? Um, but it's Kyle, um, and like Christine basically starts to implode almost immediately, and. She's like, oh, Kyle, you're such a good guy, and I never meant for you to find me. And I'm, and he's like, well, maybe you did. And she's like, well, maybe I did want you to find me, but I'm going to go back to New Mexico the next day because Peter's about to release her. Because, of course, Peter is the one supervising her. Um, and Kyle's like, I want to help you. Um, he's playing what he thinks is good guy hero, and he leaves. And then Christine immediately calls Nick who like wakes up in his motel room and there's a bunch of beers all over. I know, overflowing ashtrays. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they talk about how uh, the plan is working. Um, and, and she's like, no one has ever risked their lives for me before. Um, and he's like, you know what you have to do. Um, our future depends on it, I think is what he says. And she goes, I know, I'll never get that war out of my head. I've gone over every detail so many times. Um, but there's like... A sense of like Nick threatening her. Mm. Um, okay, so then we go to the upstairs, and we have another special guest star, another special singer, um, and she's listed first in the opening credits as well. Lisa Fisher, who is a Grammy-winning singer, an R&B singer, is there. So I was like digging that, and I remember digging that back when the show first aired too. So I was like, all right point for them because that's a coup um, how are they still getting these artists like <laughs> what 
How are they even getting these artists? Like, what? I mean, it was still a big show on paper at the time, probably when okay. they were booked, is my guess. All right. And and Alyssa was pointing out, you know, 90210 did the same thing with their club. They had all right. these acts come in, but they got, like, better names, I think. And, right. um So, like, Taylor shows up just to rub it in with Amanda about, you know, she was like, oh, your wedding was canceled, and Amanda's like, it's postponed. Um and she's about to go on a trip to New York. There's some yeah. convention. I don't know what happens at these advertising conventions, but whatever. Um, so she's like going to leave on the red eye. And and um, she tells Kyle, make sure that Christine is gone by the time I'm back, yeah. which is, I think, supposed to be a week. Something like that. Yeah. It's, it, uh, it's more than just a day or two. Yeah. yeah. She's got a week to get out of Dodge. Yeah. yeah. So... Christine is out of the hospital and they show she's in bed with Nick and he's getting dressed the morning after. And so he's in Christine's motel or hotel. I guess the motel. Yeah. And so Nick hides in the closet when Christine (laughs) lets Kyle in. Um, And Christine is playing the game that she and Nick have agreed on. And she asks Kyle to spend the next day with her, just doing like mundane little things, remembering the way it used to be one last time before she goes back. Um, And then Nick comes out and says, first of all, he's like, don't you want your five grand? And I'm like, you're doing all this for five grand? I know. You parked your car in front of an oncoming train for five grand? Just seems like not enough. guarantee that Kyle was going to take the bait? <laughs> just doesn't seem like enough, right? Not even 25 years ago, no. Yeah, yeah. I know, it was sort of like, fi- I know, I was like, five grand, what? <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> yeah, and then it gets even dumber, because the next thing Nick says is when all is said and done, he wants to be friends with Kyle again. And it's like, what makes you think any of this is going to end well for you? I know, that's what I was thinking. I was like, this doesn't, this doesn't, this does not a friendship make. Yeah, it's like, you know how I lied to you a lot about you and your wife? Well, I've been lying even more about someone else you used to love. So, friends. And I'm sleeping again, with her. Right? Yeah. And yeah, I'm sleeping yeah, with her. Yeah. Great so, friend. So, things are estranged between Amanda and Kyle. Uh, he calls her while she's at the Peninsula Hotel in, in New York. and I loved that it was the Peninsula. Of course it was. Of course it was. Because back then, I, I distinctly remember, like, that hotel had, I don't know, recently opened or what? I just remember at that point, it was such a hot hotel because I was beauty editor and we would have, like, events there and I would go meet publicists and they were like, let's go at the rooftop at the Peninsula Hotel, like, for drinks. And, like, it was just such a big deal. It was such a big deal hotel. Yeah, I remember. I knew that it was a hot place back then because that's always where they would show on talk shows where they flew the guests in town. That's where they stayed. So I was Mm. like, oh, that's how you know it's a good one. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, when I saw that, I was like, oh, of course it's the Peninsula. So that's where, of course, Amanda is staying. Um, And before Amanda hangs up on Kyle... Uh, Christine comes into Kyle's office and asks if he's ready to go. Uh, Amanda doesn't hear it from from what I gather, um, but still Kyle's a little like taken aback, and and he, so he's like, "Okay, Amanda, things are really busy here. I gotta go." Yeah. Taylor, however, does see the two of them walk out together because I mean, of course she would. Right. Um, and so then we catch up to him. They're like walking around. Looks like they're just like having a very normal day indeed and then christine starts crying because it's all about to end 
So Kyle tries reassuring her, and then she kisses him, and he's like, okay, I'm going to take you home. So then he goes back to the hotel, motel, whatever. And Nick is there watching, and Christine begs Kyle to come inside and stay with her. So he says yes, and they go to a commercial, and they come back, and it looks like Kyle literally sat there in a chair all night just (laughs) watching. That's poor lying Christine. The expression on his face was so great, too. He just kind of was slack-jawed and, like, staring, like, empty stare into, like, towards the towards Christine yet towards, also towards yeah. the camera you know <laughs> and he looked like contorted so you knew that he was very uncomfortable yeah you, he was very good about expressing that I give him that yeah 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 so they say their goodbyes uh, and Kyle I think says it in this funny way where he's like gotta get back to the club or something like there was an odd like sort of intonation in the way he did it um but 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 that's that's kind of where he thinks things are so then he comes home well he goes to the apartment it's Amanda's apartment that he's sharing with her um and she comes up behind him in her bathrobe and she's like you know I left you messages to say I was coming home early and you didn't get them where were you all night and he's like look nothing happened and they they say Again, they like recommit to each other and yeah. he says that you're my only love and she goes and he says that we have to trust each other and she's like, I do, I trust you. And it's like, Ugh, Amanda, just move on. I know. I'm like Amanda dump his ass. Amanda, at this like point. you've been so smart about so many relationships to a degree. At least you've known when to get out. At least you've known yeah. when to shove it in the guy's face. Um yeah. but but no, and I'm like, Kyle has more baggage than anyone and she's just taking it. Um, anyway, so, um, then Christine is packing up her stuff at the motel when Nick comes in and she's trying to get out of this because she's like had enough. She feels really bad about how she keeps manipulating Kyle. Um, she says he doesn't deserve to be treated like this. She confirms for Nick that she never slept with him. And then guess what? Taylor shows up and enters the motel room. Taylor is not only in on it, it sounds like this was all Taylor's idea in the first place. So I guess that's, that's where the letter came from, I'm guessing. That, the, yeah. the, the, I had this letter all along, but who the hell is Christine, I don't know. Right, that's exactly, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, and I guess she's the one kicking over five grand. And who yeah, knows what for Kyle, Nick. It's probably Kyle's money, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> And I don't know if she must be paying Nick, right? I mean, I don't think he's doing this because he wants his best friend back. No, he has to be in it for, for money, but also revenge. Like, here's the thing. He wants Kyle back as a friend, he says. But the thing that really seemed to light an engine under him was that he was pissed Kyle opened a jazz club when it was their shared dream. So he, like, I thought was doing this originally for revenge and maybe for money, the thing about hoping to be friends again with Kyle just sounds delusional. Well, yeah. And the other thing is, too, he slept with Taylor. He's sleeping with Christine. What is he doing? Yeah. What is he doing? Who does he think he is? All of that. Yeah. Like, what? And, and, but, but let's be friends. Like, what? Like, the, okay. So he is the weirdest character, I think, 
we we it, maybe 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 second only to Bob or whatever the hell his name was. Is it Bob? The one Kimberly's the guy. Who, no, no. The one who kidnapped the, Sydney. No, oh no, we just had him. The one that 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 uh, what's her name? Oh, the one that Lexi hit with the car. Yeah, the one that Lexi hit with the car. Oh yeah. Yeah, like I think like we're just going down these sort of like really weird character routes. Like like Nick was like Nick got the boot from Kyle because he was not being supportive of Kyle's relationship with right taylor? nick nick was being loyal to kyle and trying to make him see the truth about taylor okay, but he didn't taylor, want to right. see the, but he didn't want to see the truth about taylor so nick was the collateral damage there is basically right what happened. right and now all of a sudden we have nick coming back and nick wants his best friend back but he's like he was always kind of thuggish but sort of like like the sort of yeah. i've been to war yeah, he and... had like a code right yeah he, he, yeah yeah he had a bro code yeah and he was like kind of like Jake did, which was yeah. like, I'll sleep with certain women and I'll beat certain people up, but there are lines I will not cross. Yeah, and now he's just like a loser. Yeah, no, he really is like a real vulture at this point. Yeah, like he is just like scraping the bottom of the barrel with him and his dirty hotels with, you know, overflowing beer ashtrays and beer bottles everywhere. And he's just like, he's just gross and it's sort of not the character that we met the old war buddy character that we met that that's all correct yeah so so anyway so he i i just find his this whole change with this character and particularly he's sleeping with taylor he's sleeping with christine like first of all what are these women thinking second of all um you know because he ain't all that especially not with the, the overflowing ashtrays and shit no but like no he's not Mm-mm. Um, but you know, this just isn't the guy that we got last last season that was trying to protect his best friend. This is not the same person. No, I mean, my feeling is the writers were like, okay, we're trying to do this new storyline that involves uh, someone from Kyle's past. So we already have Nick. Let's just bring him back in. But it'll be a Nick 2.0. We'll get the same actor <laughs> to play Nick and we'll just make him completely different. Yeah. Yeah, and it's stupid. And then someone else on the in the writers' room was probably like, "You know how we can get him to align with Taylor? We can say that Kyle has a jazz club, and that'll really get under his skin." <laughs> there, problem solved. <laughs> then he'll really be mad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, ugh, so stupid. It is so stupid. Okay. I think so, we've beaten that one. So that's that's pretty much it, except Taylor threatens Christine. Also, she, like, empties. She, like, turns her uh, suitcase upside down, throws all the clothes back on the bed, and she's like, you're not going anywhere. So, like, yeah. I'm not sure what Taylor has that's, like, so threatening. Yeah, why? Yeah, like, what? what uh, like, okay. So like, I what just she, laugh she and leave. Yeah. Yeah. I just be like, oh, honey, sit down. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Taylor's got over her that would make her not be able to leave, but probably nothing. And she's just going to stick around. For yeah, that's that's what I think. And so that's basically it for the storyline. And honestly, I think that should have ended the episode, not because I thought it was so great, but because at least it had like, you know, like this is kind of our lead story. And this is kind of like a reveal. Um but because they didn't, that's why I was like, then we won't. So that is why it is the story that I decided to put up at the top. 
Okay. So which one do you want to do next? Mm, we can do the Megan, Michael, Coop, Peter, Lexi story, I guess. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's get that one over with. And um, so sorry to break your heart, everyone, but Mama Mia is gone. No more Valerie Harper. I was going to ask, did Val- are we done with Valerie Harper? I think that's it. I don't think we see her anymore. That's such a bummer. They should have given her a better send off. I know. Like, like she just kind of like, like kind of like trickled out, you know, like she just, she did the Irish goodbye. Yeah. She was there less and less by the end of the episode. And then they just yeah. never brought her up again. And then she's, and she's never, she was just never, I think like they sent her to like what the star map store or something like that. <laughs> and then she never came back from it. Yeah. She never, <laughs> she never had like a final, like, what are you doing? Your life is going down the toilet, Michael scene. Nothing like that. Which yeah, it no. is. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. She just was there. Now she's gone. Alive. Nobody took her to the airport. No. Well, you know what? Maybe, maybe Jennifer drove him in Billy's, drove her in Billy's car again. I don't know. Oh, maybe, they didn't tell maybe. us. Yeah. So anyway. So we have to assume it didn't happen. Um, so we start with Megan. Um, and she's going through whatever papers she's doing as like office manager um, and tells Peter that the medical equipment that he ordered, or at least that he signed for, hasn't arrived. And so Peter realizes that there has been a forgery. And before he can focus on that anymore, Coop comes in and says that, I just wanted you to know, Lexi has moved out of your place into my place. (laughs) Yeah, and he says that right in front of Megan. (laughs) Yeah. Such a fool. Yeah. Also, if you thought I was mean to Kyle, I'm about to be just as mean to Coop because he's a real d-bag in this episode. He um, is a total d-bag in this episode, so this isn't the epi- this isn't the storyline either, is it? Well, it could be because it, it could Ooh. really get me riled up. Okay. Okay. Um, but Peter, like, I don't even know why he tries to get on Coop's level, but he asks Coop to use his o- Ohio connections to look into Tom Sterling's records, Le- uh, Lexi's dead dad, to see if there was any reason why he might have collapsed. Um, and Coop's like, no, I'm not going to do anything for you. And then he tells Megan not to be mad because while Lexi is staying with him, he's not sleeping with her. And she's like, well, you're making me feel bad. And she's like, and by the way, I was held up at gunpoint the night before, and you don't know that because you're not around. Um, And his response is to be like, well, I don't deserve any of this scorn because I'm all the family Lexi has left, which is like a great non-defense. Like that does does not get you your girlfriend back. Yeah, and I'm basically at this point screaming at the TV, run, Megan, run. Yeah, I think I said that too. I think oh, I was like dump the, the same way I said last week. Like Peter, who cares about Lexi? I'm like Megan. Just end it with Coop. Yeah, yeah. Like run, Megan, run. He, not only is he sort of like you know uh, feeling compelled to um, take care of his ex-wife, um, you know he is also doing so at, at really. I mean, really at the oh. I just lost the word. The, to the, the epicenter? Oh. I don't know. To the detriment of his relationship with Megan, he is like not even trying. No. And, and then he doubles down on his own defense. Like, yeah. well, I don't know why you think I'm a bad guy. It's like because of everything you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Because you're, you're not even hiding. Yeah. 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 
Yep. Like, like she's got plenty. Girlfriend's got plenty of money. She can get her own apartment on Melrose Place, or she can stay at a hotel, or she can. Fuck you know, it. She could probably buy house. Melrose Place out from Amanda. Yes, she's loaded. She doesn't need to like crash in the you know Matt's old apartment, one bedroom, little no. one bedroom. Like no. No, she could be living out of uh, the whatever hotel. Exactly. Wherever, wherever daddy had his room. Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, um, it's the whole, I'm, I'm very frustrated by him and I really wish Megan would like run far, far away. Yeah. I, um, I really think she should mm-hmm. at any rate. So now is when Peter comes to Michael's clinic in, in his seedy neighborhood. In the hood. And, um, Peter asks to look around and Michael like starts trying to vamp and prevent it. And Peter sees the defibrillator that has the words WM on it because it was supposedly donated from Wilshire Memorial. I mean, it was donated. It was. It was quote unquote donated, <laughs> donated. from Wilshire Memorial. Um, and, and so Michael's like dancing as fast as he can. He goes, oh no, the WM is for Wallace Mancini. Is my uncle. And Peter's like, I'm going to call the cops. Yeah. But, but as they do that, they're walking outside of the clinic. And that's when the sketchy guy from last week that, that got Michael into this crazy business spider. shows up. Spider. Spider shows up with these other thugs. And they start some trouble with Peter. Um, and and uh, then they eventually all go away. And um, he, Spider, I guess, refers to himself as Michael's guardian angel. So Michael is like the one, he looks like he's diffusing things, but like they weren't going to escalate anyway. Um, so so that's like Peter's on to Michael, and it sort of doesn't matter. Uh, and then Megan comes back to see Michael again, um, and she starts talking about how she's feeling distant from Coop, and and he brings up she brings up her like trailer park background and her like past experiences, and Michael starts praising her, and everything looks like. The show really wants Michael and Megan to reunite. Coop isn't any good for her. Michael doesn't have anyone. Even Amber up and left him with all of his things. Um, even though we've been down this road a couple times in just a year and change, it looks like the show wants Michael and, and Megan back. Um, and they start to kiss, but she pulls away. So then Coop knocks on Megan's door at the at Melrose because she's been ignoring his calls. And he pulls this big-ass clown move. And he's like, I can't help but feel like I'm on the defensive. And he calls her petty. It's like, you should be on the defensive because you're doing all the wrong things. And she's right to be like, I don't want to be with you. You don't have a claim on her, asshole. Um, and he says, you know, he's like real... He gets that she might be drawn to Michael again. And so he's like, why is ancient history still sleeping in your bed? He goes, you know, <laughs> Michael has called you a whore more than he's called you a lady. And it's I, I like Megan, ditch him. Yeah, Megan, like, be, done, be done. Be it's done like, with there's that. No, what is he trying to save? These men are so terrible. <sighs> um, so then Megan very sensibly is like, get your ex-wife out of your apartment and then maybe we'll talk. Right. Which is like the base, like the bottom, like the the first most reasonable thing. I guess the first reasonable thing anyone has said all episode. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like, I just want. Although no, I think Amanda's um get Christine get rid of out Christine of by the end of the yeah. week. Sort of like was also kind of. It's pretty pretty generous. Yeah, actually, in addition to being basically reasonable. Yeah. 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 These men are awful. 
These men are awful. And I just want someone to root for. Yeah, and we can't root for anybody. That's my problem. Okay, I'm rooting for the ladies. I'm definitely rooting for the women right now. But No, I'm you're not. Old. Yeah, I am. Not all of them. I'm rooting for Megan. I'm rooting for Amanda. Not rooting for Christine. Not rooting for... Maybe not rooting for Samantha. Maybe not rooting for Samantha. Not rooting no, for Lexi. Not. not rooting for I'm Taylor. Totally not. not rooting for Christine. No, no, no. But yes to Amanda and yes to Megan. Yeah. 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 They're, they're, and also Jennifer. I'm rooting for Jennifer. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, you know, I'm, but I'm not rooting for any. I'm actually rooting for Michael at this point. Michael was the least horrible man in this episode. Michael is the least terrible man in this episode. And that is terrible. <laughs> that goes to show you. But don't you feel like Michael is finally like, oh shit, I'm in over my head with this spider thing? Yeah, but I don't think he's that worried. Yeah, probably not. But here's the thing. I think Peter is terrible too, and I'm actually rooting for Peter here. I am rooting for Peter at this point too to get what he wants. So, Because I don't think he's doing anything bad. Again, I hate, hate, hate that the writers just want us to forget everything that ever transpired between Taylor and Peter. Because that was at least fun. Mm-hmm. Like, tap into that history a bit more then. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Peter is going through Coop's files, and he sees information that would have been useful a couple days ago. So, it turns out that Tom Sterling had high blood pressure and was, like, not taking care of himself and eating plenty of wrong things and drinking. Um, so, Peter yells at Coop for keeping all of this a secret. And as he does this, of course, Lexi has let herself into the practice. So she's hearing this argument outside the office. No security. Um, oh, no. No security. No, no security. The, one, the one security person in town finally got hired at Amanda Woodward. And that's all we have room for. Um, so then Lexi comes in and she's like, Coop did tell me. He told me this morning the truth about my dad. And so then, like, Coop sort of, like, scampers away and it's just Peter and Lexi. And he's like, okay, so... You see that I wasn't the reason that your father died. And she's like, yeah, but you still did a lot of wrong things. And it's like, well, your dad started all of these fires. And it's like, I'm still mad at you, Peter. And he says, and I don't know why, but he says that I don't want to lose you. And she's like, you should have thought of that before. Peter, just let her go. I let know. Her go. Like, she's don't look terrible. back. Don't, yeah. don't even think about her twice. Yeah. There's a reason why Coop divorced her. Yeah. Just let her go. So, all right, we're back to the clinic again. Um, and Megan shows up, and she she knocks on the window to get Michael's attention, right? He sees her there. And she, like, yeah, because he's, like, working with a patient. He's, like, he's um, bandaging yeah. a patient's arm. Uh, or he's, like, putting a cast on a broken arm, I suppose. Um, and and so Michael's kind of like, oh, Good. I'm, I see. He sees Megan there. He's happy to see her. He's probably just going to finish up with the patient and then go to her. And they'll probably have a nice date. But then Coop drives in and Megan's like, how'd you know I was here? And he like just pleads for Megan to come back to him. He's like, I checked with Amanda and there's an empty apartment. And I'm like, well, you live in the complex. You know there's an empty apartment. <laughs> we all know. Everyone knew what happened with Craig. <laughs> um, so... Because Megan is stupid, um, she returns to Coop, to Coop and dr just drives away with him without even saying anything else to Michael. So he leaves his patient that he's bandaging and runs out to her. Um, and Coop 
rubs it in. Um, and uh, like Coop didn't have to be terrible. I liked it when he was a better guy, and now they're really yeah. just making him a mustache twirling like yeah. asshole. Yeah, and like it's making me question now: Is he doing this because he still wants to like stomp all over Michael, or is he doing this because he really does care about Megan? Like, well, I don't think Megan he's. I don't damage? think. I don't think he started out this way when they brought him in, but I don't think they're writing him now as a good guy. So I think Megan is a pawn at this point to him, but I don't think she always was. But I think they have repositioned him, um, and now I think it's really all about this like uh, continuing vendetta he has against Michael. Yeah, and at this point, it's so frustrating because why? And also, um, you know, I am tired of them sort of like constantly, you know, changing these characters that we have gotten to know and sort of making them. I mean, I understand people are complicated, but like, okay, at least Michael has been sustained throughout the series, maybe with the exception yeah, of the Yeah, there's first consistency. Couple of yeah, yeah, yeah. You once know? they got rid of, once they made it through the first season and they made Michael you know this cat like he stayed a cat yeah yeah and it was like and he had moments of good and he had moments of being lovely and you're and you could root for him but you always knew at the end of the day this was michael he was a cat as opposed to like what they did with peter brought him in and oh my god he's like trying to ruin amanda with jasmine guy and he tries to kill her and he tries to do all of these things but now we're going to bring him back and he's a hero and you know it just doesn't it you no no you you can't do that right your your baddie is a baddie yeah, exactly and exactly. if you brought in someone and you want us to like them keep working to make us like them Right. Kind of like they were trying. And then they did it with Kimberly, too. They were trying. She was a baddie. They brought her back to make us like like her. And then they were like, all of a sudden, they were like, oh, never mind. Let's just make her bad again. And we'll just make her crazy. You know, like we'll just continue this crazy storyline. Right, right. And she's going to now she's going to be bad crazy. You know, so it's just kind of like, ugh. I don't I, I hate it that they're doing this. Like this sort of like recon on these characters. I don't like it at all. Yeah. No. And they just keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so there's only one scene left here. Um, we catch the very end of the reading of Tom Sterling's will. Um, and however much money he had, I guess, was apportioned out the way they all expected it to be. But the lawyer asked to speak to Coop privately. Um, and of course, like, I don't know a soap opera that didn't do this at some point. The will has a secret codicil. <laughs> I didn't even know that could be a thing, but there you go. But like, there's always a thing where like in someone's will or someone has money and they're like, if you just do this, you will get all this money. And this is always like, they want them to marry a certain person. So even from the grave, Thomas Sterling is haunting these people. And he, the lawyer tells him if he remarries Lexi within the next 12 months and lives with her, he will get $10 million. And Coop says no, and he actually rips it up. And yeah. the lawyer is like all smug, and he's like, "Well, the money is already in escrow, so you have a year. Think about it. Yeah, yeah. you have a year. you have a year. You have a year. So we know what's going to happen over the next year. Yeah. So um, we know what what Coop will be thinking about. That was that for them. This wasn't that wasn't the the storyline you liked, was it? So that wasn't the storyline either. <laughs> my god i think i might be right your powers of deduction are are, are, are powerful indeed <laughs> yeah but i think i might be right now oh i think i might be right you may be right 
I'm just going to have to see if I, I am. Okay. Moving on. So, okay. Here we are with Billy and Sam and Jennifer. Um, so I guess for this convention in New York, Billy was originally supposed to go and stay at the peninsula. And right. then at the last minute, Amanda decided to go instead, I guess, because she was like, I don't have a honeymoon because I never got married and I hate my fiance. So I'm going to go I'm to going the to New York opposite now. side of the country, Yeah, which I don't blame her. So I would do the same. Yeah, I would too. I mean, Billy, you deserve it. Um, so, so Billy is like pouting because he's got this ballroom dancing client that he has to do a campaign for and he doesn't think it's any good and he has no like connection to it and sam's like oh i'm all busy with this jeff baylor campaign um and, and jennifer comes to the apartment and sam's like oh so but they're like pissy at each other like he's yeah they're, sna- he's they're sulky and she's yeah. being sulky back and yeah. um they're sniping you know they're really and sniping. and yeah Billy is like, Billy is sulky because he's like jealous about Sam and this account and how like quickly successful she's been. And Sam is sulky because unbeknownst to Billy, she wants to sleep with Jeff Baylor. So it's like different degrees on like the two sides of this sulkiness. But yeah. um, Jennifer comes in and, and Sam's like, we're both swamped. We're both really busy. In fact, I'm so busy. I have to go back to work. And she like leaves to drive back to the Amanda Woodward agent, the advertising building, right. um, which get over yourself, Samantha. Um, Six months ago, she was working in a ch- at the checkout counter of the shop and save or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to say that because it sounded classist, but um, never forget. But, but your words are true. Yeah. <laughs> so Billy is like, He's telling Sam, excuse me, he's telling Jennifer, who's the only one who's left, that he has this ballroom dancing uh, campaign. And she's, like, very enthusiastic. And she, and she's like, well, you should take a dance class and, like, reconnect to what your client is all about. And yeah. I give the writers props for this because for all the shit we give them, they remember back to the very beginning of the series in season one when Billy was teaching a ballroom dancing class to make ends meet. Which so, I don't remember. I didn't remember it, that. It's like so episode great. two. It's before okay. he's even. It's um maybe even before he was driving the cab. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, there we go. So I was like, one point for you. Yeah. And then we see them in the dance class uh, that same night. So I mean, it had to be after dinner by the time all of this stuff was going on when Sam left and drove back to the office uh but i guess they found a dance class happening that night that had openings and the two of them are dancing and he twirls her and um jennifer is very clearly falling for him um and the next morning billy is pouring out coffee and sam is pouty so he's pouty and he steps out of the apartment and he can see jennifer in her apartment alone teaching herself ballroom dance which and it's actually, actually really cute. sweet. Yeah. yeah, I liked that when she was in the window and she was, was dancing. It with really the is sweet. It was very sweet. Um, you know, and 
Billy comes to the upstairs and he shows Jennifer some of the new copy he's written for the client and he's like inspired now and Jennifer's like yeah I think this looks really good and then Sam Sam who was working at the shop and save seven minutes ago Sam who's never done anything but like shuck crabs and like sell blouses and bag groceries um, shows up and she's like Billy these ideas are terrible yeah I was like, she just like goes right after when I was like, what qualifies you, Samantha? I mean, seriously, what the fuck do you know, Sam? I was like, holy shit, you haven't been doing this long enough to walk up to Billy and be like, wow, this is terrible. No, I mean, if anyone else told Billy that his shit was terrible, I'd be all over it. But Sam, I'm like, where does this come from? How do you know anything? Yeah. And so then they're at the upstairs. They're supposed to have dinner downstairs at Kyle's. But in the meantime, as they're waiting for their table, I guess Kyle's is really hopping. Um, You know, everyone is dancing at the the jazz club. So Billy and Sam start dancing. And then she even, like, starts, like, teasing him about his dancing. She's like, no, dance like this. Yeah, Um, she's like, I don't want to do the old fogey dancing. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, Billy looks at Jennifer, so she looks away. And then Billy is looking at Sam again, so Jennifer sneaks a peek at Billy again. Um, I will say this, too. Jennifer looked really mad when Sam showed up and was like, oh, my God, She did. It was like the bubble. The bubble had burst. But, no, even when she said, oh, your your advertising stuff is terrible, like, Sam Sam looked like she was going to punch her. Yeah, she did. She did. She was like, how dare you? Yeah, she was kind of like. That's not, yeah. She was like, no, no, don't insult him. That's terrible. So anyway, yeah, it was, um, it, yeah, Sam was being a biatch. Yeah, I mean, Sam is awful. I can't. Mm-hmm. Sam is awful. Um, and then there, she and um, Billy are talking, and she's like, yeah, the Jeff Bather campaign was such a success, blah, 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 blah. Um, and she's like, so when you took that, a ballroom dance class who was with you and and he was like oh i just danced with whoever was in the class he doesn't even mention jennifer yeah and then they both get on their phones yeah and which by the way what, what didn't you think that transition was weird because they were at kyle they were at upstairs and they were going to eat at kyle's for dinner but then they flashed to them eating lunch at kyle's the next day when they were going to like take the day off to be together and they end up like working through lunch. Yeah. They can't, they, can't, they have no connection now. So they're, yeah, it was like, we never, it would have made a lot more sense if that conversation was just happening later that night as they were eating dinner, but no, it is the next day. Right. And then, but then I guess that they wouldn't have had that excuse to go into work mode. Right. Like anyway, what, like they anyway. could have, if it was now, because people are glued to their phones and glued to work 24-7, and it would have been a bit easier, but not necessarily in 1998. Yeah, 1997, not really. Um, so, yeah. And then there's a knock at Jennifer's door, and it's stupid Samantha. And she's like, uh, I can't stop thinking of Jeff. And she mentions how bad her date with Billy was, that like they really are just like, both of them are not clicking. Um so Jennifer like gives her advice and uses an analogy about a new car. Um, and Jennifer's being reasonable here, but Jennifer is no longer a neutral party by now. Yeah, yeah. And so she's like, you know, if you're tired of your, your car, your old 
car, like maybe you test drive the new one to make sure. And and Samantha's like, right. And then realize, no, I don't need a new car. I'm happy with the old one. And Jennifer's like, or maybe you don't. Maybe, maybe you don't buy the car, but at least you test drive it. Yeah. And so we see Jennifer knocking on Jeff's hotel door. Um, and, and he's like, you must've read my mind. I was just thinking about you. And she's like, I can't get you out of my, she's like, I can't get you off my mind. Um, and then like, after and he's saying, like, me too. <laughs> yeah. But, and then after that, when it looks like, okay, they're finally going to get together. She turns around. She's like, I can't do this. And then she tries to leave, but then she turns around and kisses him and then comes in. And then they they finally start going at it. And she's straddling him. And there's this odd thing that I remember even back then. We were talking about this before with, like, Kyle's eye contact. Well, Sam mm-hmm. takes her top off, but she's, like, looking far off in the distance. like Almost like she's looking out the window and not looking at all at Jeff. Um, <laughs> and then they just go back. Yeah. My thing is about this episode, for this... Jeff is, like, continuously on Sam's mind. And we get that Sam is pouty and that, like, she's finding flaws with Billy. But, like, we should have seen Jeff again at some point in this episode. And maybe there was something that was just edited out where, like, they finished the campaign. But, like, he did something that to her was just, like, so charming and perfect that it really, like, kept persisting. And that's why she, she has to run and tell Jennifer. She's like, yeah, I can't get him out of my mind. Anyway. Sam is now officially a cheater. Billy, Billy, the guy who went to jail for her. Billy, the guy who gave his entire life savings <laughs> to criminal debt. She's now officially cheating on Billy. <laughs> Billy, who bought the really expensive wedding dress for her. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Let's bring up that old war horse again. Um, and what we're left with is uh, Jennifer is at the the ballroom campaign photo shoot with Billy. And, you know, he says, you are the inspiration for all of this, which is Basically, also 100% true. Yes. Um, and she and Billy start dancing. And Jennifer says, like, oh, it's almost the perfect fit. With, like, a mournfulness. Because this is what she wants, but she can't have it. Um, but then she thinks, well, maybe I can have it for a bit. She moves in to kiss him. And we end the episode in slow-mo with them both kissing each other on the dance floor. Yep. So, so not... Well, I would have chosen necessarily because I think that like the Taylor reveal with Christine was probably like the big thing, but they end with uh, Billy and Jennifer on the dance floor. So Karen, what is your guess as to the storyline I liked this in this one. episode? I Within, think you liked, oh, should I narrow it down even more? Uh, you can. I'm just going to clarify with an emphasis on the Billy Jennifer stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Sam, she can go to hell, but like the Billy and Jennifer, there is real chemistry and there is real tenderness between the two of them. And the writers have done it right and taken their time again. So I think they're actually a really good fit. And Alyssa Milano is doing bang. She's doing a bang up job. She's I doing think a great she's job. Doing, I think she's doing the best she's done on the show since they first brought her in, and she was like throwing barbs at at Amanda. I feel like this because she's so she's so sweet here, mm-hmm. and she's really doing a good job of making you believe that like Billy sees her in a way that these other men we know she's been with have not. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so this is, um, yeah, I am the same. I am. 
I am with you. I'm actually, this was a surprise, 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 the storyline that I really enjoyed because um, I liked the two of them together. I liked how it was, um, I, I just thought it was very well done. And it, I, I mean, look, I'm surprised myself because, you know, Billy ain't my fave. No, but it's almost like Billy now wins by default because everyone else is such an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and he hasn't been an asshole in a while. So he's our guy. Right, right. Although, you know, never forget that he kissed the, the, you know, Sam's The lesbian Connie. Connie, Connie, yeah. The secret lesbian friend. Yeah, Yeah, never forget. Well, Billy and alcohol do not mix. Yeah, but I mean, that's a bit of a tired excuse, but whatever. But, you know, I I do, that was just sort of like in my head, like, oh, Connie, Connie 2.0. But... Um, but I really do like the work that Alyssa Milano is doing here. And so I'm cheering her on. Yes. As am I. And look, Sam is cheating too. So I don't care. Yes. Sam is cheating too. And her uh, cheating is like real cheating right now. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Billy's is just a kiss. So. So that was the episode guys. That's it. Um, yeah. Who do you hate the most? I would be curious. I know, because it's not even who do you like the most. It's going to be who do you like no, the no, most. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's a real process of elimination. But wait, uh, before we sign off, I just want to clarify that you did not think this was a storyline I would have liked? Well, I I felt like this was going to be the storyline because I felt like it really was the the best one, too. But, I, you know, it because it was Billy, I was questioning my assumption. Um, a reasonable assumption to a reasonable questioning, I should say, but yeah. it's, you know, we're getting, we're getting nice Billy right now. Mm-hmm. We are you know, they nice pick and choose what side you get and we're getting the good side. Yeah. Yeah. Even, and, and I mean, I guess as far as this goes, Andrew, she's not doing, I mean, it's not doing a great job, but he's not, he's not the worst. He's not he, bungling it. Yeah. Yeah. He's not, he's not the worst. No. So that was the episode, A Swing and a Misses. And there was a whole lot of misses going on, but um, <laughs> but we made it through. But there was one, there was one hit. There was one hit. A, a grounder, at least. All right. Enough baseball. Um, yeah, so I can't yeah. come up with any more. I know nothing about baseball, so <laughs> let's just keep going. <laughs> Could have gone on for a grand slam. Oh, okay. So, so that's it. I'm uh, I, no more, no more for real this time of the the baseball stuff. But uh, let us know what you guys are thinking as you track along with the show, and um, especially about this whole Christine, Nick, Taylor, Kyle nonsense. Where do you guys see that going? And um, we can see if you're right. Okay. All right, we're heading to the block. We've got shit to talk about there. Follow us on over. Yeah. Yeah? What Karen said. Cool. Catch us on the boulevard, and we'll see you again next week on the block. Bye. (laughs) 